Amen. That is who you are. Well, we love him and we honor him. And I believe even today, God is making a way. Great to join you there in your lounge room or wherever you are uh, watching or listening today from all across Australia, we believe, and even in other places. Our theme this year is love does. Not just feels, not just thinks, uh, but love does. And our key scripture for this year is in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2. And we know what it says. Mostly what God does is love you. How good is that? Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but in order to give everything of himself to us, love like that. We want to learn a life of love. We want to love like God loves, not cautiously, but extravagantly, not in order to get something, but in order to give something. Love does. But we do not live or love in a bubble. We realize that we literally live and love in a battle, in a battle. And there's a lot of hate, and there's a lot of evil, and there's a lot of the evil one. Mostly what God does is love you. Mostly what the devil does is diss you. Dis, to speak disrespectfully, to criticize. And we learn in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10 that he disses you daily. He condemns you constantly. And a few weeks ago, we said that he wants to diss you and dismiss you. But while he is dismissing you, God's love is distinguishing you. His love is setting you apart. Of all of the created realms of God, nothing in creation holds his affection like you do. So his love distinguishes you. Then we talked about how the devil wants to diss your qualification. Your, your qualification as a child of God, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ. The devil wants you to believe that you've said something or done something and you're disqualified or you're unqualified. But we discovered that he has some serious misinformation about your qualification. We saw that we never were qualified. We never could be qualified by our deeds or our, our works. I could never earn or deserve or qualify for my salvation. It's God's free gift. It's amazing grace. My behavior is not my savior. My savior is my savior. And of course I want my behavior to honor him, but not to for my salvation. No, but because I have salvation, I want to live my life in absolute gratitude to a good God and his amazing grace. And then two weeks ago, we looked at how the devil wants to diss our harmony, our unity, and our accord. He wants us divided, not united. The devil wants to divide us over our diversity. 
He wants to diss us over our differences. Division is his domain. He wants us alienated and isolated and separated. Today, I want to show you how he wants to diss your appointment. Disparage, discourage, and disappoint. Life can be hard. Sometimes things don't always work out the way we thought or go the way we planned. We can be disillusioned and disheartened and disappointed. Sometimes relationships crash and burn. Marriages fail. Kids don't turn out the way we hoped. And the diagnosis from the doctor isn't always good. What do we do when we're disappointed? What do we do when we are displeased and dissatisfied with life? In Psalm 42 and verse 5, which is going to be our key note scripture today, we read these words. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? The New Living Translation says it like this. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? And the Passion says it like this. So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? In these three translations, we read about a soul. A soul that is disquieted, discouraged, depressed, and in despair. But all three translations give us the same solution, the same answer for a disappointed soul. And the answer is hope in God. Let me read the whole verse to you. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Hope is my help dealing with disappointment. Hope is our help when we are distraught and when we are distressed. We read in Romans chapter 5 and verses 3 through 5. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so here we have these tribulations. Tribulations. In the Greek, the word is thipsis. And the word tribulations can also be translated oppression, affliction, distress, straits, pressure, anguish, burden, trouble. Sounds like a lot of disappointment. What do I do when the devil disses my appointment? I put my hope in God. When I put my hope in God, all of a sudden, I begin to see 
the hand of God in everything. When I'm disappointed, I don't see the hand of God. As a matter of fact, I'm wondering, where are you, God? But when I put my hope in God, suddenly I begin to realize and see the hand of God. Now, Paul and Silas were in prison. How could that be? I mean, an angel told them to go to Macedonia. And there they were in Philippi. And they're in prison. What, how, how? I mean, it was the Holy Spirit who said, set them apart for me. It was the Holy Spirit who, who the, the, through, the, through him, the church sent them. I mean, they were appointed and anointed. And they were arrested and detested. They were beaten. They were battered. They were bruised. They were locked in stocks and chained in a dungeon. How disappointing. How discouraging. I wonder if they thought, man, we suck at being missionaries. This isn't what I thought was going to happen. We answered the call of God. We did the will of God. And yet, at midnight, Paul must have said to Silas, Hey, Silas, do you know what Psalm 42, verse 5 says? And I can just imagine Silas turning his head, and probably his eyes have been beaten shut, and maybe his teeth are broken. And Silas, I think he said, Psalm 42, 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Now, the reason I think that may have happened is because we read in Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through 26, at midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison, the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, the doors were opened. And everyone's chains were loosed. You see, when you put your hope in God, you begin to see the hand of God. Oh, God is in this. Oh, God is here. You see, when the devil dissed Paul and Silas's appointment to Philippi, they hoped in God and they praised him for the help of his countenance. When I'm disappointed, I cannot see the hand of God working in my life. Do you remember when David was so disappointed at Ziklag? You remember he had moved all of his army and families there and to get out from underneath Saul and Saul's oppression. And they had gone out on a, on a military mission. And when they came back to Ziklag, it was destroyed. So I'm going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 30, these few verses. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city 
And there it was, burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. One translation said, until they had no more tears. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now, David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughter. Wow, disappointment and distressed beyond description. But the very next verse says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He put his hope in God. He stirred up and encouraged himself in the word of God and in all the promises of God, and he recovered all. When the devil disses your appointment, remember that hope does not disappoint. Lay hold of hope. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, now may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's hard to be disappointed when you are abounding in hope. Let the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. When the devil says, well, this hasn't worked out the way you thought it would. How disappointed you must be. Say, I know, but here's my hope. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I may not know what's going on right now. I may not know what's happening, but I do know that all things work together for good. Maybe everything's not worked out like I thought it should, but everything is working out for my good. God's not done. God's not done yet. He's still working. He's still moving. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I can't feel it, he's moving. Oh, where's Rosie? I need her right now. You know, Abraham, we all look to him as the father of faith. But he didn't start out as the father of faith. Abraham started out with God in disappointment. Abraham was disappointed. We read in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 2, but Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer from Damascus. And for 25 years, he waited for a promised son. There is an appointed time. The devil wants to diss your appointed time. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, here's what we read. But those who wait, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, Abraham learned that the promises and provisions of God have an appointed time. In Romans chapter 9 and verse 9, we read this. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return and Sarah will have a son. Often, we're disappointed because we don't know what the time is. Often, we're disappointed because we don't know what time it is. Abraham learned that God's delay was not God's denial. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5, we read this. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait, wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Family, there is an appointed time. When the devil dissed Abraham's appointed time, a disappointed Abraham produced Ishmael. Don't let the devil diss your appointment. Don't let the devil diss your appointed time. And in a disappointed place, Abraham left faith and went to flesh and Hagar, the handmaiden of Sarah, and in himself. Well, God wants me to have a son. God wants me to be happy. God wants me. And he produced the flesh. Hope in God. Wait on God. Lay hold of God. He sees it from the beginning to the end. And I can't see past lunch. The devil wants to play on what I don't see and plan on what I don't know and get me to move from faith to flesh. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17, listen to this. For our present troubles, for our present troubles, you know, trials, tribulations, could we say disappointments, are small and won't last very long. Think of this. Think of them in the light of eternity. They're small and won't last long, all of my disappointments. Yet, they produce for us, all these tribulations, a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. A glory that will last forever. You have been appointed to eternal life and to joy and to a glory that will last forever. And the devil wants to diss your appointment. He wants you to live your life disappointed. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. God is my treasure. Jesus is my pearl of great price. I am not, will not, cannot be disappointed.
Oh, how the enemy wants to diss your appointment. You've been appointed by God. There's an appointed God dream inside of you. There's appointed God purpose inside of you. Well, where, where? Hope in God. Wait on God. Lay hold of God. When you, when you hope in God, you will begin to see the hand of God. Do not let the devil diss your appointment. I want to finish with Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 23. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Come on, family. Hope in God.